All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of You've Been Watching, the behind-the-scenes podcast with the behind-the-scenes people out of all the great opinions you never get to hear because our microphone button doesn't work for some reason. <laughs> I think we know the reason. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure it out. I've taken those boards apart. Don't tell Keith that. Just and keep I pushing still that button. Yeah, just keep hitting it. My light doesn't work. Is that a thing? Why doesn't my light work? Uh, Brian, we kind of got into a little bit with uh, the or, or, you know with the whole uh, Batman Year One thing, trying to you know say how little things are different throughout. So this this episode today, and it's not all going to be Batman. We've got other you know topics yeah. we can use for it. But some movies are just so iconic in how they are that you really can't afford to change much if you did want to reboot them so the real question is how much can an origin story change how much are we allowed to play with before we've completely taken it apart the the examples i gave when we were coming up with this topic is you know bruce and you know bruce's parents have to die jonathan kent has to die at some Mm -hmm. point you know darth vader has to be luke's dad like those kind of things you can't really toy with but you know when it comes to it how much can we play with and the example of it being is you know with the batman we're going to start off with the batman Mm -hmm. Over the years, you know, the Tim Burton Batman, Alfred was ready for retirement in the first Batman movie, yeah. and somehow he managed four more. Uh, Michael er, Michael Caine in the Nolan ones, he's a little older, but you find out he used to be, a, you know, a special forces right. guy, and he was, you know, he has a history before Bruce, and then, you know, in this most recent one, Andy Serkis, who very underrated as Alfred, I think he's going to be, if, if they can keep going with it, yeah. he's going to be great as Alfred, a little younger, a little more, you know, a little more of that... I, I was also thinking about that when Bruce was a kid. Andy Serkis would have been like twenty, like in, in the way it would have been. So he would have been a twenty-year-old Butler, but yeah. he's a little more, you know, special forces, a little more. I can decipher this code for you, kind of thing. So they make subtle changes to make it work. But how, like in that example, how much are they allowed to play with before it's like that's not Alfred? And see that that to me was a good change for Alfred. Oh, I'm not I, saying it's bad. You know, you always wondered. Wow, he's a great butler. He knows how to put stitches in, and he knows how to do, you know. So you always wondered, and giving him the backstory of being a special forces operative uh-huh. and being a soldier is like, oh, okay, that explains why Alfred is the way he is. And they gave, I thought they gave a good, an interesting story in the Pattinson one of why, yeah, you know, he owed Thomas Wayne, and you know, so I thought it was a, a good. That was good. You can change stuff to a point to me. And I understand stuff has to change because times change. Uh, some things, changing them ruins the story to me. Like, you can't, Darth Vader has to be Luke's father. Yeah. The uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi can't be his grandpa. And right. You find out that Luke was just a crazy person that was trying to kill Obi-Wan's <laughs> family. Yeah, I get it. I yeah. get it. And so, s- slight changes I'm fine with. If it if it's in the service of the story. If it's change. For the change, they because well, the actor will never do that. Well, then hire another actor because this, this, all, to me, it's all about the story. Tell Absolutely. me the story. By the way, my apologies for omitting Jeremy Irons, who might be the best Alfred because he's the only one that talks back to Bruce and gives him a piece of his mind, and I think that's great. Because yeah. what, what the one thing it always kind of overlooked is yes, Alfred works for Bruce, but Alfred raised Bruce. At Alfred some is point, his surrogate father, and that's how I was going to yeah. say. At some point, you have to accept the fact that Alfred is almost Bruce's dad. Thomas Wayne is his father, but Alfred raised this person. Yeah. Alfred took care of this person. Alfred spends every night worrying for this person while they're out doing what they're doing. Yeah. So Alfred is his dad. And uh, Michael Caine does it a little bit here and there, needling him. And, you know, you know, when he comes back, tells him, you're welcome to take the car if you want, even though it's Bruce's car. Yeah. He has fun with him. But, you know, Jeremy Irons. Yeah, Jeremy really... Irons was the closest to 
Although what, Andy what Al- Serkis is very good. Al- very good. But you know, Jeremy Irons is what Alfred probably really would be like, yeah. especially after they've been Batman for 20 years. You know, like he says, we've been doing this for 20 years right. in Gotham. It's like, this is how probably I would be. He's comfortable with helping Bruce, doing what he's got to do. But at the same time, he's not going to let him forget that, you know, you don't have to do this forever kind of thing. Yeah. So, I, but I, I agree. Like, in the, you know, in the case of, like, Star Wars, there are things you can't change. Like, it has to be, you know, I, Luke, I am your father and all that. And, there, and if you pieces. do change stuff, it has to be in the service of a bigger story. Absolutely. And I'm, I'm fine with things changing. I'm, I'm not so hardcore, but, like, certain characters have to remain the same. Certain characters have to be the same. And that to, and it and it may be just me, but it ruins it then. If it's not, you know, Joker doesn't paint his face. That's the one That's that the big kill, one, always yeah. kills me. It's like no Joker doesn't paint his face. I enjoyed the um the new Joker movie with um uh Joaquin Phoenix? Yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. Thank he you. painted his face. I'm, I'm not good at name. I understand that. And I like the story, but I like that story more because people that saw it ahead of me didn't say, Don't go in with a comic book vibe, think taxi driver. Oh yeah. And once Absolutely. you went in thinking of it as a not a comic book movie, okay. This is a good movie, and I'm fine with that. If you're going to make this the comic book, and you're, you know, Nolan was, it's Batman, and it's the comic book. No, then you've got to make, if your comic book be a comic book, and make the character the character. And and the reason that one, like I said, I thought Heath Ledger as the Joker did a phenomenal job. An excellent villain. acting perspective. But the thing no one ever thought of is, how does no one, like, if you tie these two together, how does no one notice the guy everyday look but he's got two giant scars that go almost no one noticed <laughs> yeah, that you can't hide like, yeah there, there's no hiding from that and you know so it's but i ask you okay the joker doesn't paint his face i that's fine mm-hmm. and that's okay i i well keen phoenix one from the the stills i've seen from the new one looks to be interesting it looks like there's going to be some kind of you know hallucination or of split course. personality is what i'm seeing but my question then does the joker have head-to-toe tattoos like jared leto i understand no now, does the Joker have a smiley face on his hand? I would, I would come closer to that. Okay, than the guy that cut his mouth open yep. because he's damaged. Maybe the Joker is pale, but tattoos are something everybody does. Maybe the Joker is just keeping up with pop culture. Okay, you know. Okay. So I, I would lean more toward that than I would toward Heath Ledger. And like yeah. I said, Heath Ledger, that movie, he's an amazing bad guy. But as the Joker is like, don't call him the Joker. Okay, you know that's fine and that's fair. Yeah, let's let's venture into because I use this as an example when we were getting ready to start the show. Uh, let's venture into you know your territory, one that I think we couldn't really touch a lot, <laughs> and that's Star Trek. I, I like I said the Chris Pine ones, and like you said, they get away with it by calling it an alternate universe yeah. and all that. But they you know they change the story a little bit. Okay. He even asks him, he's like, when when you knew me growing up, did I know my father? And he goes, yes, he was influential in you yeah. joining Starfleet and all that, which is a very touching thing, but. When it comes to start, if they, if, you know, five years from now, they say, all right, we loved what those guys did, but we want a fresh vibe to this. We're going to reboot Star Trek. We're going to give you, like, the Shatner, you know, Star Trek, but we're going to update it and modernize it. How much room do they have to play with it before you go, that's not Star Trek? Yeah. They came close with this, with the Chris Pine movies. They came very close to me going, nah. I liked um, Zachary Quinto as Spock. Thought he was great. Then they throw in Spock's in love with Uhura. And they have a little affair going on. It's like, no, 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 no. First of all, if you're going to keep this as a Star Trek thing, this is, they're allowed to have relationships and that stuff. But they're at this level of a command structure, 
they would never be romantically involved. Yeah. And I think that's that was part of it. The other part of it was he was so emotional so much of the time. Yeah. And where that's to me there there's the that was the rub. It's like, no, no, this is Spock. Spock is half human, but he strives desperately to be Vulcan. Yes. So to me that was where they lost it to me was Spock getting angry and chasing the guy down, you know, uh, Cumberbatch down to, oh, Cumberbatch, to, yeah. to get him and beating him up and not being able to control himself. No, no, no. But his love for Spock. Uhura stopped it because she screams, and stop. That's, and that and to me did. is like, I understand it's a movie, you know, premise and they're keeping this. But no, that's not, they, they lost me a little bit there. You know, okay. so it's like, no, keep the characters. Tell me a story. And they told a good story, even though the second Star Trek was a, not that great of a story. The, See, the Wrath of Khan remake wasn't that great The third one to me is where you kind of, I, I, I wasn't the, and, in the darkness or whatever. And I was the like, third one to me was the one that was closest to actual Star okay. Trek. Okay, uh, that's fine. You had Bones and Spock interplay. Yeah. Scotty became Scotty. And it was the closest to what a Star Trek should be yeah. to me. Yeah. I, see, I, the first one I, I really enjoyed. Now, again, I, I like I said, I've seen yeah, the first Star Trek. Good. I've seen Star Trek. I understand Star Trek. I'm not a huge Star Trek fan, right. but I know enough about it to carry a conversation and actually like show investment. Sure. I think uh, Chris Pine and Chris Pine, Chris Pine was and amazing Quinto as Kirk. He even great. had some Shatner notes yeah. in the character, which I love. Quinto was good up to a point where he started losing it. Everybody else in the cast was amazing. Yeah, I thought they were perfectly cast. Phenomenal, great, very well done. I agree with you. I almost the, the only reason I enjoyed the first one was because of that little love triangle. Chris Pine wanted Ohura to pay attention to him, yeah, but she had a thing for Spock, so it made it kind of interesting in that way. I enjoyed that. Uh, second one, I, I look. I think at that point it was ooh, Benedict Cumberbatch is a really big thing to have right now. Let's get him in here. We'll make him con, and it's like. I don't like that as much. No. I like Benedict Cumberbatch. Love yeah. him as Doctor Strange. Love him as Sherlock Holmes. Don't like him as Khan. Just didn't work for me in the yeah. same way. The story was good. Thought the story was great. But take the Khan aspect out of it. Yes. To me. It's like he yes. doesn't need to be Khan. We don't need all the the, the connecting. It's like, well, the second Star Trek's Wrath of Khan, so we'll remake. Ha-ha. It was like mm. sort of a little nod and a wink to the fans. It's like, no, no. Tell me a good story. You don't have to nod and wink to me all the time. Okay. So what you're saying is that if you're going to do this, at least in your yeah, my realm, opinion. Yeah. in your realm of what it is, you can't toy with Star Trek too much. Star Trek is kind of a blueprint you have to follow. It works. Okay. I, I don't disagree. And, I, and even uh, Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Voyager to a lesser degree. I wasn't a big Voyager fan. They work because of the structure of what it is. And once you establish what a character is, don't shake that character up too much. You know, to me, the whole thing with Kirk, Spock, and Uhura would have been a better thing if you had taken from the original series. There was a not a triangle, but there was romantic involvement between Spock and Nurse Chapel. Mm -hmm. Nurse Chapel loves Spock. Spock's a Vulcan, and he's got this wall that he won't cross, and he's not going to cross it. That, to me, is more interesting of the girl pining for him and him knowing she's wanting him and not allowing himself to show it because he has to be Vulcan. He's fair. He's told himself, this is what I am. If I'm not that, who am I? Okay. You know, is there a character, a famous character, mm -hmm. iconic character that you actually think could stand to be shook up? 
Hmm. Do you have one? Because, like, I, I was thinking about the other night, like, what changes could you make? Like, there's always been that thing of, ooh, Idris Elba should be the new James Bond. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm not against it. Let me see what you do with it. Sure. Uh, but, like, th- again, there's a parameter you can't cross there. James Bond can't have an American accent. Mark no. Wahlberg can't be the next James Bond. You no. know what I mean? Like, there's a line there. You know, uh, I- I- is there a character of, like, iconic status that you say, yeah, you could you could mess with that. You could change that. You could, you know, alter it in some way that it would it would work. I think you could do that with any character. Okay. As long as you're doing it for the right reasons. To me, I didn't mind Thor being a woman in Love and Thunder. Yep. That made sense to me and it was a story in and of itself. It's like, okay, this is a good story. Um I know you probably don't know who Doctor Who is. I know I, I know who Doctor Who Changing is. Changing yeah. Doctor Who to a woman, I wasn't against it, but we only did it for the sake of it being a woman. If you're, do, if you're making a change for the sake of it being a change, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. If Idris Elba, who may be a little old at this point. I'm just using the example. I understand, yes, and, yeah. I, and he's always thrown out there. I don't care if James Bond is a black man or not. That oh. doesn't, to me, doesn't make a difference. No. But you can't make James Bond a woman. To me, that doesn't work. So uh, Karen Gillan, who you know was in Doctor Who, mm-hmm. was in, oh, yeah. if they said, hey, we're going to make her the new James Bond. No. Doesn't work for me. But in previous episodes, we have said this. I know it doesn't work for you, but mm-hmm. we have said this. 007 is a name, not a person. Absolutely. So that mean, that would stand to read because they gave the 007 moniker to a woman in the last Daniel Craig one. So, And it's going to sound sexist, and it's not meant that way. I, and women are, I there's women that could beat me up. I'm, I know I'm for a fact. Mm-hmm. I know f- a few of them. <laughs> I just don't. I don't see a big action franchise like that that's been established for since the 60s changing over and still you're going to lose your audience and okay. you're going to lose it. And to me, it, it's not as good then. Okay. You, 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 that's the change for the sake of a change. If you change it, I would go see it and might walk away going, okay, you sold me, yeah. but you're going to have to sell me. And that's see, that's to me the difference in a, a Bond movie. I already know what I'm going in. I know what I'm getting going in. I know who it is going in. Now you're going to change it to a woman. Now you've got to resell me this whole uh, this whole concept again that I was already sold on a minute ago. Now I'm out. You've got to draw me back in. Okay. And that ruins it to me. Don't you know? I don't want to be resold on James Bond. I want to go in. I want to see the big action sequence. I want to see the stunts. I want to see the gadgets, and I want to see Bond win at the end. <laughs> That's fair. So we we kind of got it. Uh, in the 90s with Lois and Clark, The Adventures of Superman, but can they do a Superman movie where at the end of the movie, Clark goes back to the farm and Jonathan and Martha are both standing on the porch? No. Okay. No. And, that, and, that's and it was the reason I I loved parts of Man of Steel, but overall it lost me immediately when Kevin Costner refused to die or died at his will, not you know, by by telling Superman to hide, Superman doesn't hide. Superman is Superman. He hides the fact that he's Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. That to me is, he's really Superman. Clark Kent is the disguise, and that ruined the whole movie for me. The minute he can save his dad, and the dad shakes his head. It's like the point of Superman. And you and I have talked about this endlessly, so I know you've mm-hmm. heard it a hundred times. Is Superman is all almost all powerful, yet he can't stop. 
his dad from having a heart attack. It's the famous line in, in, in the uh, Reeves. Or all the that power. Reeves, all that power, and I couldn't even save him. Exactly. Yeah. That's the core of the character to me. It's that tragedy. A hero needs a tragedy to be the next step up. I think you could I think you could argue that Kevin Costner turning into, you know, Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz is a little bit of a tragedy. It is, but it's not the same. Instead of instead of Jonathan walks this way, Clark runs to the barn and when he turns around his dad is dead. Yeah. What can I do? Instead, he has Kevin Costner going, "No, don't save me. You need to hide from humanity." It's like, "No, no." That that to me it's a different type of death. I think they used it in a different way in that one because that one was meant to me more that Clark carries a large burden of knowing he can do anything and he does it like in the beginning when he saves the oil the people on the oil rig and yeah. all that. He knows he has a, a a responsibility to help when he can, but his last moments with his father because in the Christopher Reeves ones, the last moments are him and his dad, you know, walking up the driveway joking. Yeah. He's like, Let's race and they race and his dad does. In this one, the last thing he says to his dad is, You're not my father. And then right. this happens, and he realizes the last things my dad ever heard me say was, you're not my dad, when all you've ever been to me is a dad. So it's it, it, I, I understand it. But the but last I, thing his father tells him to do, for all intents and purposes, is to hide. Superman's a symbol of hope. That To the, the me, Batman and Superman are two sides of the same coin. Yeah, Batman oh, is the tragedy, but now I have to hide, I have to be in the shadows and fight the evil. Superman is the other side where... I had the tragedy, but I'm going to stand up and show the world that you can rise above the tragedy and be better than this. That's why I've always, I like Batman and Superman both. Superman, I lean more toward when I'm being optimistic because Superman is, he's what we should all aspire to be. Absolutely. He's the big blue boy scout. Yeah. And to me, Kevin Costner tell him to hide. Well, no, that's not the big blue boy scout. He, he's a symbol of hope. How do you be a symbol of hope if you have to hide from everybody and not let anybody know? You know, you put the S on your chest, you stand up and go, here I am. This is what we do. Yeah. But he still has you to know. hide. He still he, he has to hide the, the fact that he's Clark Kent. The I'm, reason I'm he becomes Clark Kent is to know where the bad is happening because the news was yeah. where you got all that. That was the whole reason to be a reporter was to be at the center of the action so that Superman could stop the bad things from happening. Oh, I know, but you're saying like he, he you know, <clears throat> I, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to be here and be present. It's like then why not? Why not just you know be Superman twenty four seven? We could. Why not just you know? But then but, how does he know where the bad stuff is happening? That's where Clark Kent comes in. Doesn't have, he's and, Superman? He can hear it. He can and literally Clark hear Kent is sort of. He's always been Clark Kent. His mom pa raised him to be Clark Kent. Yeah, but it's and that so, argument we said that when Bat Batman. Bruce Wayne mm -hmm. is uh, is the human. Batman is the mask. Yeah, where we said Superman is the human. Clark Kent is the mask. Right. So in a way, he's you know he's hiding, and I get that, and that's why I'm saying that I think that the we're going way off on a Superman tangent tangent here, but that's why I think the uh, Kevin Costner thing works is because how do you be that person and be that beacon of light if at 17. You have a million reporters and scientists and people trying to come figure out why you were able to run over, grab your father and get back before the tornado that was 12 feet away got you and didn't suck both of you up. You moved to the back of the crowd because there was a crowd there. There wasn't just him and his, you know. No, his, I know that. You moved to the back, super speed around, save dad, put dad somewhere else. He doesn't have to come back to the crowd. 
And then when they turn around, it's like, what happened? How did that happen? And he says, I don't know. It's a mystery. Clark move is in the back of the crowd. Clark was right here. By the way, can yeah. we talk about the fact of? <laughs> I, I like what you're saying, and yeah. that, that that works. There's ways to do it. There is ways to do it, but I, I need to know the human being that is about to see his dad get sucked up by a plane uh-huh. or by a tornado uh-huh. and decides to go. I'm just gonna go back here real quick, like, and no one's gonna notice that the child is moving away from what's going on. Well, and I, not I, helping his mother. I understand that. There's a I way get, to yes, do that. I get it. I get and, you know, I, get it. <laughs> I understand what you're saying, but it's a comic book. Yeah. <laughs> give me, give me your pages. We'll get it to Warner Brother, and we'll, we'll see what we can do. With I just, it. I that was to me. If Superman's a beacon of hope, he doesn't hide. Clark can hide, and Clark can hide the fact that he's Superman, so that. Ma Kent isn't in danger, and Lois isn't in danger. That's the point of a secret identity that most people forget isn't to hide who you are. It's to protect the people that are around you when you're who you are. And that's a big thing. I've, I I love Zack Snyder. I think Zack Snyder makes phenomenal movies. I'm excited for whatever they're doing at the end of April. Yeah. It's probably just going to be a panel, but I'm excited for all the speculation and whatnot. I'm great. But that is one thing I will say Zack Snyder failed at miserably. There was no beacon of hope. No, and Zach Superman in anything. They Zach tried. Superman's were he was kind of uh, attacked. He was kind of you know I'm blanking on the word oppressed. Yes, he and turned kind into of, a, a pariah at one point bit, because yes. he he lowers himself in. I think it's Batman versus Superman. He lowers himself into the crowd and they're all fawning on him and his arms are out in this sort of messiah yeah. messianic pose and it's like you're not turning him into a beacon of hope. You're turning him into a god mm-hmm. and he's uh, like no no. Superman could be if he wanted to be. That's oh, yeah. again, that's the point of Superman is he has those powers. If he wanted to, he could put the foot down. He could burn the place down, yeah. But instead he chooses to be a good person, which is what we should all do. You should choose to be good even when it's hard to do. And that was you can't hide to do that. Yeah. You know. So thus proving the point, <laughs> there is no wiggle room to make changes in that one. And I, I don't think so. I get it. And see, that's the thing is, having seen, I know you're not a fan of Dean Cain Superman, having seen it, there's a way to do it where Superman is still feeling the need to do right because he was raised right, yeah. he, he help those because you have the ability to help. So I think that if they did decide to reboot it and, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so or Martha and Jonathan, and at the end of it, Superman lands after saving the day from whatever, you know, first villain we get, and, he, you know, he, he goes into the, the house and his parents are both there, I was like, you know what? It's believable. These are good people who are doing, you know, wanted to do, yeah. want to do right. They raised their son to do right, and he realized, oh, by the way, my right isn't. I can't, I, you know, just run a farm. I can save the world. Yeah, and Jonathan Kent being alive wouldn't be such a horrible thing. It wasn't that he that he was has to be dead. Mm-hmm. You're right. You've taught him to be a good person. Now he's a good person, and you're bigger than this planet. You're an alien. There are ways to do it where Jonathan stays alive. But when jo- if Jonathan dies, which is usually the the stressor of him becoming Superman, it, it has to be in a way that Superman can't help him. Mm-hmm. That was the problem I had with Man of Steel. Superman could have helped him in an instant, <laughs> but he went. But Dad said, "No, no, hiding's more important than helping others." That was the message to me. That nope, that's not Superman's message. So, some things you could change. The core of a character has to be the core of the character. Okay. Last one to poke you with. And I, 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 I all honesty, like I, I heard everything you said. I don't want you to think I wasn't sure, listening, I know. but I was racking my brain for the last two minutes, trying to figure out how you could even change it. Mm-hmm. 
we're going to go into your realm, and that's horror. Okay. Could you, and I know they've rebooted it like five or six yeah. times, and I'm sure they've changed it. Mm-hmm. Could you touch the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, they have. And you, yeah, that's. But how much room do they have to play with? A little. Okay. A little. The original Texas Chainsaw is the best. It's a classic. Yeah. And if you dig, scrape past the surface, and my wife always yells at me for looking too deep into the stupid stuff. It's really old, an old the old society and the young society clashing. Mm-hmm. The 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 chainsaw family, they're the old society. They worked at the uh, the slaughterhouse. They this is how we raised. The people that come in are the hippies. They're the young people, and it's the old destroying the new, and the new eventually figuring out how to stand up to them. But they've changed it in the latest one where. They don't live out by themselves. They live in the city. And mama's still there protecting, you know, and it's they're not they're not crazy. The whole family's not crazy in the new one. Just Leatherface is. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, wait, 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 no, 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 no. So they did change it a little too much. Other than that, it was a good movie, but it became way horror movies now have to be either too subtle for my liking or too over the top and everybody has to like at one point he's cutting through the a bus cutting people with a chainsaw through a bus killing people it's like move to the other side of the bus dummy okay, <laughs> yeah. is that the one where he finds out that the girl's like his cousin and then he protects her for yes. like, the rest okay yes and it's i've just, seen parts of it's that one. goofy yeah so you 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 i i i'm fine with changing like they just rebooted hellraiser Okay. And they made Pinhead a woman, and people were up in arms. Oh, you know, it's a movie. First of all, and it's a pretend character. Second of all, so I don't care. It was actually okay. Women can kill you too, you know. Absolutely, it's, it's women not... usually kill you more before men. But, but that's what I—that's <laughs> oftentimes their goal. I'm really glad our wives don't listen to this show. By the way, one of those girls that could beat Brian up are both of our wives. Absolutely. Uh, but then that, that's the thing. Like we had the debate a couple months ago about like Halloween. You changed the archetype of or the, yeah. you know the architecture of Halloween. It wasn't. Uh, him doing it every time it was someone else. Yeah, it was a and he was entity. He was possessed supervising. Yes, it was. You know, but that's the thing. <clears throat> if you know, could Jason be a girl? Could Jason be a girl that was deformed at the you know at the 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 lake? Sure, why and, not? You know, drowns and comes back and yeah. starts killing people. You don't get this six foot five you know behemoth of a person, but you could still get yeah. you know someone who's you know that would be interesting. That would be an interesting thing to do. Freddy Krueger. I don't think Freddy Krueger work would work as a woman. I think Freddy Krueger has to be a man because I the, think because of the story, and, yeah. Because yeah, the way the story has to play out, yeah. He's a pedophile, and you don't see a lot of females that are also pedophiles. So it, yeah. I, to me, that would take me out of it a little bit. And okay. it, and it's a horror story. You know, nothing. What's what's worse than a pedophile? <laughs> and you want him to die, and then he comes back. It's like not your every parent's a nightmare. Come to come to reality. Yeah, no, I, I completely get it. So I, that's the so, thing is at the end of this, as we say, I think that there's too much of these things that we have to have for you to ever really be able to make a monumental alteration to it. Yeah, Bat like Bruce Wayne. You don't get Batman if those parents die. You get right. some rich billionaire who doesn't give a crap is playing golf on the weekend. Yeah, and you know doesn't doesn't give a crap. You don't get that. We've said Superman. You're going to get Superman no matter what. 
he was going to be Superman no matter what. It yeah. was just a question of, you know, or with his dad dying. What type of Superman? What type of Superman? With his dad dying. Does he does he get angry at the world? Does he, you know, get mad at the world for not, you know, for, for losing his dad? And like like Ben Affleck says, he could burn the whole place to the ground. And, there, and there's it. a difference. There would be, a, there's, and that was why probably in Man of Steel it was a tornado that killed Jonathan Kent. They needed him to go. But if somebody kills Jonathan Kent, then now Superman could be looking for revenge and yeah. he could absolutely get it. But yeah. <laughs> basics, some stuff can change. Some basics need to stay. Well, and I think that's why we, you know, you look at Spider-Man. We got Uncle Ben dying, Uncle Ben dying. We don't even see Uncle Ben in the new ones. Right. Because but you know he's you dead. Know it. Oh, you know yeah. it. Uh, it. And there's no way around it. But it's like, so there is ways to change it. Yeah. As long as the origin stays the same, you can give it to me in a different way. Absolutely. Yeah. That's as long as the, chari- the the core of the character that has already been created, that people have identified with and love, as long as that stays the same, I think you could change almost anything else about them. I don't care about race, gender, you know, any of that stuff. As long as the core of the character, because you're telling a story. I, I, I've had people related to me who said, we're watching SpongeBob with their kids. Like, well, I don't care for SpongeBob. Why? Why? Well, Squidward is gay, you know. It's like, he's a drawing. He's not anything. Yes. So this whole thing is like, well... This one has to be this. It's a character. It's a made-up story. Yeah. That was the problem I have with Nolan's Batman. It's 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 a comic book. It doesn't quit trying to be real with a comic book. It's it's a guy in a bat suit. So as long as this character stays the same, could James Bond be a woman? Okay, keep the character. Court, tell me the story. Let me mm-hmm. let me see the story. I'm not going to just dismiss it outright. I, I don't disagree you with know. you at all. So what we've gotten out of this episode, guys, is no matter what happens, John Wick's dog has to die. That's what that's what Brian just summed up for you in all the ways. In any universe, yes. John Wick's dog has and to that die. Was, that was yes. the minute I saw the trailer for John Wick 4, I went, hey, honey, look at this. And she went, is he still mad because they killed his dog? <laughs> Apparently, four movies mad. Well, fourth, one's, fourth one's amazing, though, and there's no dog. But yes, uh, yeah, the it, dog died in the first one. He's still trying to kill yeah, the people to kill the dog. Dog. Got, dog got shot in the third one, and I think that really refueled him for the fourth <laughs> one. Um, so right. I forgot about that. Uh, so yes, what we're saying is you cannot don't not hurt dogs. Kill, yeah, you just <laughs> don't kill John Wick's dog. All right, that's going to do for us, son. You've been watching. My thanks as always to the unimaginative, unability to change the story, Brian Moore. That's me, and I'm Eric Dorsch. We'll talk again soon.